This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. We are live this weekend. If you want to get your comments into us about the match, let us know. It's been a fantastic win. 3-1 against Bournemouth and oh, I'm just loving Reading FC right now. I've been joined by three people this weekend. Matt Lansley, how you doing Matt? Could not be better. I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Hi Alex. Hello, Paul. Top quality start to the weekend. It is indeed. And I've also been joined by Eric Orgard. How are you doing? If uh, if Carlsberg made Friday night, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's just been absolutely spectacular. Well, we could talk about all kinds of details about that match, but wow, we just slammed Bournemouth. It's been so long since we played them and beat them dinosaurs were around the last time i think it's so long ago i was still at school the last time actually that we beat them it is a beautiful time alex don't disagree there's no need <laughs> i'm loving it but we had so okay, early chances for us in this match tonight we saw one change michael elise come into the team for sonia luco but we need to get into the action we started a little bit shaky there, didn't we, Alex? But we came into it with strength up the first five minutes. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar to what we've seen for the maybe the last six, seven games. The first 10, 12, I don't know, 10, 12 uh, minutes, we start slowly and then, um, you know, come into the game as as, as it goes on. And um, it took us probably 10 minutes to get into it and, really find our feet again but I don't really think that Bournemouth really created anything during that first 10 minutes which was particularly worrying so it's not like a case of us starting slowly and the other team really gaining traction it's just definitely taking us a little bit of time to get into the game still yeah totally just had a comment there from Vassy saying this team is going places Matt and it's hard to disagree with that as we just look spectacular at some points tonight didn't we yeah well it was pretty much after up after the first 10 minutes, yeah, Swift again started to drop, drop deeper, controlled the game from there on. And, I mean, didn't really have a chance, Bournemouth, at all, you know, in, in that entire first half. I mean, woke up a little bit after it, get on to obviously the second half. But, I mean, that first half, it was one of the best, you know, we've seen years, really. You know, it, it's, there's not been very many figures. You know, you have ex-Reading players tweeting, oh, it's the best game since... Or reminds them of West Ham away and stuff. You know, I think it was Noel Hunt tweeted that, wasn't it? And you just think, how can you not be excited right now? <laughs> you have to be. And definitely a happy birthday to Callum Crone there. It's his 18th birthday. So what a perfect gift the Redden players have given you. But Eric, 
We had the chance early on, about the 20th minute for John Swift, and I was a bit worried at that point. He should have probably done a bit better there, shouldn't he? Yeah, you kind of expect him to to score almost. He, he, he I mean, you kind of forgive him after because he actually played a really good game. I, I tweeted during the game saying he, I've never seen him work so hard off the ball. Considering he's just come back off injury, he really worked his socks off. There was a couple of times where he was really tracking back. So, um, yeah, really impressed with him. But that, that chance, you kind of you miss it and you're thinking, cool, against Bournemouth, uh, are we going to live to regret it? But luckily, uh, we didn't. And, yeah, Swift was brilliant tonight. Josh Laurent in the 24th minute gets that goal. And it's an ugly goal, Alex, isn't it? But who cares? It went in. It's beautiful, isn't it? Don't they? They all count as one goal, don't they? Let's be honest. It's... Uh... <laughs> Whether it goes in from two yards or whether it goes in from 25 yards, uh, they all they all count the same. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a number of we've had a number of goals from like set pieces where we've been first to the rebound, and um, that was another one where you know, Tom McIntyre's shot it's 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 well well blocked by the Bournemouth player, but uh, Lawrence just there straight away to tuck away the rebound, and I don't really think that Bournemouth could have any complaints because for the Maybe the third, the, no, I don't know, 10 minutes before that, we really put them under a lot of pressure and we created maybe not a load of chances, but we really were the dominant team at that point. Um, and I think, yeah, Lawrence to get another goal and, and McIntyre to be, you know, another threat from set pieces is, is quality to quality to see. Yeah, totally. And then we get the one from Tom McIntyre and... Raul Gray is asking a question here about when is the statue going to go up for Tom McIntyre. He has been fantastic since he's come back into the team, hasn't he, Matt? He just really pushed on massively. Yeah, and it's brilliant to see. I was very critical of him earlier in the earlier in the season, you know, towards the end of last season as well. Um, but the way he's come back is just unbelievable. The last five games he's been in, um, Liam Moore said it after the game today on Sky. You know, I, I think the best thing about today's performance was his maturity. And it really was. It was just such a professional performance. He did not put a foot wrong today and got a goal. You know, some of the tackles he put in were just just stonewall. You know, no one was beating him. And you can't beat him in the air. He is so good in the air. It's just ridiculous. You know, but I mean, the goal he scored was, well, it was a, it was a perfect Strikers Boaches finish, you know, you can play him up front with a finish like that, really. <laughs> um, Adam had said after the match, Matt, that it was the perfect performance. I mean, Eric, you can't really agree. disagree, can you? I mean, is Liam Moore going to get back in the team? People are asking here. Yeah, I mean, you uh, it's difficult, isn't it? You, you'd say that your club captain, you expect him to get back in the team, but it's, um, yeah, very difficult. McIntyre is probably. We've been one of our best players since he, he came into the team when when Moore got injured. You know, he's um, they showed some stats on Sky. I think he was first in headers, in duels, in in tackles, and all kinds of stats. Um, absolutely incredible. And you think that game he had against Preston, where he looked um, a little bit shaky and looked like his confidence has that's, taken that, him off. That, that's an understatement, isn't it, Eric? Let's be honest. He yeah, was, he was pretty. And Tom, if, if Tommy is watching this, it's not to sound harsh. He was pretty yeah. awful in that Preston match. He was. No, yeah. but you know he's a, he's a young player. You can't expect him to perform every week. But that being said, it's like a completely different player. You you would say that um, it, it's absolute lunacy that we haven't signed him up to a new contract yet. That that's got to be the, the highest priority uh, up there with the Lee and Richards who have been getting all the headlines with their contract situation. McIntyre, we 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 just need to sign him up. He he's a left-footed centre half, which is uh, in itself quite a good thing to have because you get that balance at the back. He's good on the ball, 
like Matt said, been really good in the air, considering he's not the tallest of, of, of centre-halves. Um, but yeah, you just say absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, get that statue up. Future captain at Commons just coming. I agree. Um, get the statue up, get the armband on him. And uh, yeah, let's carry on. <laughs> so, Clay we're 2-0 up against Bournemouth now. We've seen it early in the season after 31 minutes. We're getting kind of flashbacks here. I'm sure the players are as well. And they're thinking, what's going to happen here? Are we going to see this through? Well, we then get to the 43rd minute and Lucas Jow just does something beautiful, George, with a comment there. I cannot disagree. Ajaria plays the pass into him, but he's got so much work to do there, hasn't he, Matt? And he, he does this week after week, this kind of finish. It's, it's just ridiculous. And I, I mean, I hope Cook is OK, because, I mean, he must have been taken to hospital. He's, uh, he's, he's over his career. I mean, you don't come back after that. I mean, that, that was sniper to the head. Like, it was, I mean, but it's just what, like you say, it's what he does. You know, and the interesting thing about Zhao is that, and it's not a criticism of him, he doesn't score two, three goals every week, but he scores every week. He scores every single game. You can't keep him quiet. And he creates goals out of nothing. You know, it was it was a brilliant ball through from Ajaria, but he's still got a heck of a lot to do. The way he shifts it and right foot, left foot, he scores with both, you know. You can't contain him. His strength, his power in the air, he's just the perfect. He's the complete forward, you know, and he really is one of the, if not the best striker we've probably seen at the club. For, we, we said it on, on the live watch now, but potentially of the decade. If he continues, or not decades, sorry, of the century. If he, if he continues this, it's just ridiculous. I can't remember seeing a striker that complete. He's the best striker we've had since Pass Savage, isn't he? <laughs> I'm quite surprised, to be honest, that we haven't seen any rumours around uh, around a Premier League team wanting to try and sign Lucas Schau. I get that it's January and I get that COVID finances might be a struggle for some teams. But when you watch him play up front and you compare some of the teams in the bottom half of the Premier League and, and look at the strike force that they've got, like Lucas Schau is head and shoulders above some of them. Um, and it's not even a, it's not even close. So for none of them to think, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go in and, and just try and throw throw some money at Reading and see if they'll see if they'll cave. Eat, like I'm, I'm so surprised there's been no rumours around it at all. Um, I'm delighted, obviously, but it's it's very surprising. Yeah, I mean, you look at the qualities he's got. I, I, every single week, even when he's not quite on form, he just dominates defenders. Tonight against Bournemouth, they just couldn't deal with him in any way. His movement, his strength his technique. He just looks too good for the championship. And you can see why all those years ago, Sheffield Wednesday were so excited about him. But we're now getting that player that they thought they were never going to see. Six, <laughs> six, mi- six million looks like such a bargain now, doesn't it? I mean, he's got to be worth three times as much as that, at least. I'd it was say five, so, wasn't, yeah. it? wasn't it five million? Five, six, I don't know. It was yeah. a number of million, though, right? It's a bargain either way. <laughs> well, it's funny because when we signed him, we were all really excited about Pushkas in that transfer mm. window. And um, now, it's not. I mean, it's not even close, is it? Who's had the better return, the better value? Um, yeah, just unbelievable. And it, it was quite funny because he, he tried that same sort of skill earlier, a few minutes before, and he, he fell over, didn't he? Um, he's 
he scored a number of those goals though this season mm-hmm. where he's, he's taken he's the pass in centrally yeah. defeat and it's it, like defenders don't seem to they don't seem to have realized that he can shift it between like matt said he can shift it from his right to his left and his left to his right very very easily very hard to and defend it, must be yeah just putting it just putting him on his weaker foot is, is not enough you need you have to really go in and t- challenge him and uh I don't I, defenders and uh, opposition don't seem to have caught on to that fact yet and it's you know we can't really can't really complain at that at all because he's scoring every week still just talking about george puskas they were eric and appears that he gave part of the team talk at half time and i think that is amazing man management from Panovic, isn't it eric he's just got to love that even though you're not playing you're part of a big match day yeah you think a big part of football is is keeping that team spirit and the morale high around the club right and you just listening to liam moore um and listening to pound you, you you just get the sense that he's all about that that team building the, the bonding the the spirit within the club you look at players sort of instagram stories they're all joking and laughing with each other they're tagging each other in comments and you just you get a general feel that perhaps we haven't had since I'd probably say the Stam season when we got to the playoff final. We had a little bit of that where the camaraderie seemed quite good, but certainly in the last couple of years under Gomez and Clement, it just didn't seem to be the same kind of atmosphere and, and, and spirit. And obviously it's um, it, it's partly probably what's responsible for our turnaround on the playing side. We you know We're playing really well at the moment. Yeah, I can't, you can't say anything else about that. I mean, we had plenty of opportunities in the second half as well. I was a bit nervous going into the mat, weren't we both, on the watch long. We didn't want Bournemouth to score an early goal, but we sort out with relative ease. Um, I didn't feel too nervous about it. Yeah, well, I think I saw I saw a tweet as well at halftime that, you know, you wouldn't be a Reading fan if you weren't worried about throwing that win away, you know, <laughs> at 3-0 yeah. up. And, but, I mean, it's because where we've been, you know, we, we, we have been fighting relegation for three years. You know, I think Eric says about the camaraderie, it's about stand season, it's head and shoulders above the stand season. You know, you've not seen this sort of camaraderie since, you know, the promotion seasons, you know, it's been, it's, it's just unheard of. And just the way that, Paunovic is including everyone, you know, that the push casting is a stroke of genius, you know, and I think even he's, I, I think we were talking about it before about how he's um, delayed certain team talks to allow all players to, to be there and be in the dressing room so everyone can be a part of it. And he deserves a huge amount of credit for this because this is a team that's just been so devoid of any sort of morale, confidence, camaraderie in the past, you know, he's just changed this around somehow some way it's it's unbelievable but but yeah i mean we always knew that the first part of the second half was going to be tough you know Bournemouth were always going to come out quick and they didn't really even do a huge amount there we still shut them out quite well they had a few close flicks but it was all nimble kind of things you know it, it was all still very comfortable i think they came out with a lot of urgency in that second half bournemouth but yeah. as you said they didn't really create anything particularly they didn't really create any particularly quality of any quality until maybe 60 minutes or so. Raphael made two two or three decent saves, to be fair to him. Um, I think those will probably go a little bit under the radar, given the, the first half performance tonight and the fact that we were 3-0 up at halftime. It's very easy to kind of just kind of forget them. Uh, but he did actually have a reasonably good second half, Raphael. Uh, and once again, I think you can see his form in January is just like night and day compared to where it was at the start of December. And that is definitely making a difference in terms of how we're uh, like how we're performing at the back um, because the defendants have got confidence in him and we don't feel like we're 
I guess we don't feel like we're having to defend the goal line. We're able just to defend the goal and let Raphael actually do his stuff after that. You think there's yeah. a combination of the of the two things, though, right? Like Raphael yeah. has improved his form, but you also you sense that he's got full confidence in McIntyre and Morrison in front of him. Um, and Ed's just made a comment here about Holmes defending that block that he had when he was that on was the floor. That was an incredible block, incredible diving in front of it. And it's exactly it's exactly right. Ed's got it right. You know, it's exactly what Pauno has brought to the club. The the attitude of the players and. It just seemed like every single cross that came in, you know, McIntyre and Morrison were on the end of it, heading it away. It was just um, a great defensive performance. You love that passion from Tom Holmes, just sticking his head down. I don't even know if he knew he was going to hit him, but that real feels like John Terry, doesn't it? It it reminds (laughs) me so much of Liam Moore. I think we've we've mentioned it on some podcasts in the the past, and I'm sure if you go back and listen to them earlier in the season, you'll hear us talk about Liam Moore throws himself at, at, at shots, and he really... He tries to get down on the floor and put his feet in to, to block shots. And it's it's definitely something that other players are picking up from him. Yeah, totally. And we've got to have moments of appreciation. We always have appreciation for Josh Lauren and Andy Rinomoto. They've been spectacular this season. But I want a special section just for Tom McIntyre. I love this man. <laughs> He's a man where we could go into town. You'd see him in Redden Town Centre and he'd say hello to you, have a chat with you or whatever. I'm sure lots of Redden fans have seen him. He'd do, if you send him a message, he'd sort something out. He's a really nice guy. But most of all, on the pitch, he has come on so much. He had that game which you talked about, Eric, in the Preston game early in the season at home when he did have a bit of a nightmare. Come on. He gave away three goals. And he gave away a penalty. He had a shocker that day. But wow, he has moved on from it. And I think that he could be our player of the month. I think that's probably the the biggest kind of almost strength of Tom McIntyre, perhaps, that we haven't talked about is his mental strength. To come back from that and to play at the level he's playing at the moment just shows great mental strength. And um, part of that is down to the coaching, sure. They try and give him confidence. But part of it is down to McIntyre himself, right? Amazing attitude. Um, Listening to his interview um, at the end of the game was actually quite refreshing because it just sat... It sounded like a, a proper interview with a player that hadn't been media trained to within an inch of his life. You know, it was like an honest interview, just seemed buzzing to be there. And you, you, you kind of, I know that we kind of get a bit carried away because he's a, he's a fan and all that kind of stuff. But I, I want to get carried away. Love it. Totally. And I love Liam Moore talking about his son, Tom McIntyre. He's a proud father, he feels like. McIntyre is counting down the days for when Liam Moore hands in the armband. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a made man. But we shouldn't also forget who we just talked about, Tom Holmes. He's been fantastic as well. Isn't it, isn't it amazing, by the way, just, just sorry to butt in, but isn't it amazing to have two people in the first 11 not just in the squad but in the first 11 we've got two players now who are not just from reading but they're reading fans they were born here they've grew up here and now they're playing every week and they are probably two of the top four or five players in that first 11 every week it's quality you love to love to see that yeah and beyond that as well not just reading fans but also you look at the other academy products elise yeah richard Rinomota, like it's it's um it's a good place to be. We we seem to be producing. It's like a a bit of a golden generation, a bit like when Carajan and Robson Carnu and all those came through. Yeah, yeah, Richard's had a tough night, as in kind of he couldn't get forward a lot tonight. 
But defensively, I thought he was really good. That's the kind of like you want to see in those big games, isn't it? Because maybe he dropped off a little bit in a few weeks. But I kind of expect him. He's a lot of transfer speculation around him. He's a young player. You're going to have a, maybe a little bit of distraction. But Matt, shall we talk about that moment that happened? The one for the Bournemouth goal. It feels a little bit irrelevant in some ways. But the defending there was... It was crap, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's be frank. We can say it now, can't we? So maybe it was, yeah, it was just like it, it just put a dampener on the on the day, really, you know. And I think, well, you saw the frustration where it, it kind of looked like Samedo originally, but I think Zhao moves himself more to the right than Samedo does to, 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 to the other side, you know. It's just a dampener, you know. Zhao, he looked so so angry when he came off because he came off pretty much just after that, and because he probably felt that he's just ruined the perfect performance but at the end of the day it still doesn't take away from the performance to me because that was just a sensational goal a sensational game sorry it was just utterly brilliant you know so it's, it dampens it yes but you can't you can't take it away from the away from the team performance yeah i think that was um absolutely right here from ed in the comments saying i've been actually ticking down the mins in the recent years but not once tonight, never in doubt. I mean, I have to admit, I was nervous at points still. But overall, it's just sheer in pride and enjoyment of watching Reading play at the moment, isn't it, Alex? It's just so enjoyable. Yeah, pride is the word for it. It's it, it's, it makes you like proud to be a Reading fan at the minute because we are going out, putting in performances, and it, it, we, we look like a team that wants to play football and be on the field every day every every minute of every day they want to play football um and that's really really like just great to see as a fan and long may it continue yeah there is no downside and maybe a slight downside was a maybe a concern about Ovi Ajaria with the there was a poke in the eye from one of the Bournemouth players Matt but it appears that uh Pine was just saying he should be fine by next weekend so that's good news isn't it straight away Absolutely, yeah, and because he's he's been crucial in the last few weeks. You know, he had he had a quiet period, really. You know, all the way really through November and December. But we had a lot of players out then. You know, he had his own injury problems as well. So you could probably you know forgive him for that. But since we've started to see the returns of you know Zhao Swift, you know Swift's been massive for him. I think he's he's getting back to you know where where we thought he was at the start of the season. You know when he started scored that brilliant goal at Derby you know so he's going to be absolutely crucial you know and it, when you look at that front three it's probably sad for for, for Mate looking in because you've got a team that's winning so much he's scored 16 goals last season I think six this year and does he get a sniff in like you can't really change this at the moment because it's, it's winning. Right, this is this is a question I had this is a question I had with Matt on the preview yesterday around who would you drop and he 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 said he would probably drop a Jaria if Mate was going to start but you just can't though, right? Now, I, I think it's it's such a nice conundrum to have, isn't it? Let's be honest. You've got four yeah. players there who fit into three positions, and it's so interchangeable between all of them. Like, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be unhappy with any of them starting. Uh, of no. those four. I totally and seeing Yak and Andy Idum come off the bench there, Eric. That is just more signs of strength in the squad, isn't it? It's really beginning to all come together. Yeah, more more strengths, more options. We've we've seen Paunovic rotate Elise in and out of the side, right? So having Yaku back gives us that option. He's the obvious replacement and and offers something different as well in certain games where you want a bit more physicality. 
somebody that can kind of link up a bit closer to Joao, perhaps win a few headers and stuff. And and he's obviously scored quite a lot of goals in the last few years. He's been our top scorer. So, um, what's that, Alex? <laughs> i just seen a photo of Liam Moore on Sky this evening, which says, Liam Moore, and the quote underneath it is, proud dad of Tom McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Professional podcast as ever. Um, no. Sorry. Uh, but- yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah, going back to the to the squad options, obviously Yeardom has been as well really good. You, you hope that he can keep his fitness now until the end of the season. But um, yeah, the way Holmes is playing, you kind of wonder, does Yeardom get in? I mean, he does offer something slightly different as well. He's a more natural fullback perhaps, but um, it would certainly be quite unfair on Holmes to, to drop him at the moment. And we still have the, the golden boy Estevez who can't get in the side, which just shows how good Tom Holmes has been. Yeah, Estevez had a good chance, didn't he, in the second um, half after he came on? Him and Mate both could have scored yeah. there mm. in the in the last couple of minutes once they came on. And uh, you know, it, it gen like like we were saying after the game, it, it genuinely could have been five or six tonight. And I don't mm. think Bournemouth could have really had much to complain about. Uh, yeah. it, it was total domination really from start to finish, especially going forwards. It was just complete domination. We we just never never looked like um, Bournemouth were ever going to get into the game. No, I, I felt really confident. I mean, we just looked at it. I mean, I would at this point say that I did predict a 3-1 scoreline on the EPR Twitter account. And I just want to put it out there. just want to mention that one. I won't mention all the ones I get wrong, which is uh, most other weekends. Was it 3-1 uh, to Reading? Just check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, Eric. Yeah, yeah good one. <laughs> so. It did. Uh, it, I have to say, it did feel like there was a lot of confidence, though, before the game from Reading fans. It did. Yeah, it, look, I, I don't know. I don't quite. I don't quite know why. I guess it's partly to do with the unbeaten run, but it does feel like there's a lot of confidence it, within the fan base around this team as well. Um, not, it's not just like a fluky. You know, we're not fluking one 0 wins. We're not. We're not hanging on with Raphael making four great saves every game. We are actually dominating games and really, you know, putting teams to the sword. And we're second. We're, we're joint top scorers now with Blackburn. Um, we have played one more game than them, but it, like we score so many goals, it's incredible. I don't think we'll get, this is going to be our highest goal scoring season for. It's got to be at least seven or eight years now. It's going to end up being there. And not only that, I think there's more to come. Like Tom McIntyre said after the match in his interview, this performance tonight is up there with one of the best of the season. But there's more. I feel still feel we can get an absolute tonking from against the team we can beat a team five or six nil at some point we look like we are so dangerous and defensively at set pieces we look tight Matt Demi <laughs> we look yeah, we, really good. We, 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 we've said it pretty much on every <laughs> every watch along that, that, that we've done so far will it come back to the bite us probably at some <laughs> point we'll probably say one where we do concede but I, like, I mean it's such a big team though you know you've got you've got the striker Zhao six foot three, four, whatever he is coming back defending. Tom McIntyre, one of the best aer- aerial defenders in the league. Matt Morrison, just likewise. Um, Tom Holmes as well. It's a big, big team. Even Laurent is six foot plus. You know, it's a bloody big team. And we just seem so organised for, 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 for corners. Like, I mean, how many times does an attacking team actually win a header at a corner? You know, virtually every time it's going the other way. You know, oh, it's either being over hit, under hit or out of the box. It's never even coming towards our goal, let alone going over it. You know, it's 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 quite astonishing. I've never I, I can't remember a time when we were 
this confident almost from corners because like, I, I don't feel like there's anyone scoring from corners and for going going forwards with corners I, I think we can score every time and free kicks as well we've got such good set piece takers you know in Elise Swift um Ajari can put a ball in even a Luco dare I say it when he comes on can put in a good corner you know it's like we've got a lot of good set piece takers and so many aerial threats like, like I said I, I don't know about you guys but I can't remember a time when we were this good in the air no I can't remember it at all. I mean, it's been a long, long time. But I just want to look at the fact that we've got 47 points and we're in January, Alex. I mean, we've just got to love that, haven't we? Three more. Three more points and then are we're we, safe. I was going to say, are we, are we safe now? Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's, there's still 20 games to go. So, you know, 20, 20 games to go. If we get another point, you know, if we get another 30 points, I think we're in the playoffs. No, no doubt. Then after that, anything else after that, like, who knows, really? Like, you know, I'm sure the guy, the guys in the squad must have promotion on the mind now. They, they must be thinking we can do it. I, I, I just think, why why not really at this stage? You know, we, we, we've said about this is a team playing with so much confidence. Why shouldn't they have confidence? They're scoring for fun, like you say. We've got so many good players. Every time we go forwards... We think we can score because you've got Zhao who can make a goal out of nothing. You've got players like Ovi, Swift, Elise, Meite, um, you know, who 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 can, um, you know, get get a ball in, take someone's legs off with a with, with a piece of skill. You know, it is it's an ex- such an exciting team because you never well you you never think we're not going to score. Well, very few times do you think we're not going to score. So it's like, why can't we go and get promotion? Yeah, totally. Even last weekend when we didn't manage to score, we still had a great chance from a penalty. But let's have a look at our next two games now. We've got Stoke City and Brentford. You can't see us making any changes, Eric, can we, for that game against Stoke? Because why would you? There's no need, is there? Yeah, the only one would be if Ajari is injured, right? That would be the only change if it's enforced. But other than that, you'd say keep the winning team going. But super hard to predict, right? (laughs) How many points will we get? We're still reading, right? We could score north, we could score one, we could score two, we could score six. Um, I don't know. Could be anything. Um, but we are on a good run, so you'd hope for at least you'd hope for at least four, right? One win, one draw. I'd take that right now. What are you going to say, Alex? I'm going to say six points. I'm not usually very optimistic with these things when we go, oh, how many points we're going to get in the next two or next three? But Stoke are on crap form. Have, I think they've got one win in eight. Brentford, are, are, you know, I know they're unbeaten in seventeen, but we're not. We shouldn't be scared of Brentford. Uh, you know, they're um, they're a good side, but they're not. They're not putting teams away. They're not destroying anybody this season. Um, yeah, I agree with Joel. Six points. Yeah, we're going to say Matt. Same. Alex stole my fire. I thought I was going to be the only one saying six points. Of course it's six points. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're third in the league. You know, we're joint second on points. Why not? You know, like Alex said, Brentford are a good team. You can't underestimate them. It's not going to be an easy game. Of course it's not. But, you know, three points from Stoke. I, I can't see us not getting three points there. And why be afraid of Brentford? You know, people say, oh, they've got such good players. So do we. You know, they, we've got... We've got players on unbelievable form. Lucas Zhao can score a goal out of nothing. There's no reason why we can't beat them, you know. And 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 on the run we're we're on, we're at home as well, which at the moment is doing us very well at the moment. Playing at home, why not? Six points. 
Yeah, I'm going to say six as well. I think we can do it. And I think if we get six points from those two games, I'm still going to be even more convinced that we can get automatic promotion because we have so much momentum. If we manage to beat Bournemouth and Brentford, those are two big wins if we manage to get them. We'll see. And payback month is beautiful so far. Let's hope that we can continue that with Stoke and Brentford. So thanks a lot for listening or watching if you've been watching on Twitter. Appreciate your time. And we will be back during the week with more podcasts. Cheers. <laughs>